Hey y'all, it's Lauren. And it's Emma. And you're back with a 2020 episode of Community. We're here, new year, new us, same us. Same us, kind of. Better us. Better us. New year, better us. New year, better us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm into that. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, I feel like we have had the conversation that for a lot of people, 2019 was like, half trash half growth right um right. and so that's how i felt about 2019 and 2020 is already feeling better than that yeah. um so i'm all about this 2020 energy yeah I'm i mean well i know y'all can't see emma right now but she looks fabulous right now well, so, so if if your year if your your outfit represents your year <laughs> that you're trying to put out there then it's going to be fantastic big pink energy yeah <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good, good. I'm good. You know, holidays are over. Back to, you know, whatever it was I was doing before the holidays. Yeah, but also something new that you're doing since the yes. holidays. Tell I'm us. so excited. It only took me like double the time it was supposed to. For those of you who don't know, a couple of years ago, I started like a, a thrift secondhand kind of like Insta blog type situation. Um, I've been like an avid thrifter looking for like vintage and like secondhand clothes for a while. And um like was I guess it was yesterday mm-hmm. I uh, finally launched an actual website. So I made my yeah. own website. It was really hard because I'm not a tech <laughs> person. Um, but instead of just like me posting pictures on Instagram or whatever, it's like building an actual community. Um, like taking people like behind the scenes and like my um, like my process and you know writing a blog and just like really like making it a whole like secondhand community. So I'm really excited about it. It's really cool. So I'm not a thrifter and I, one, get a lot of style inspiration just from what you do there. Um, also, I feel like, and you've said that there are like different types of thrifting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've never known anyone who can, I mean, you take things, you're not going into a store and finding like a perfect condition right. item. You're going and you're finding things that need like TLC right, and then right. turning them into these like fabulous things that you wear. Thank you. Um, and so I f- just like want people to know that that's also what it is. So it's not yeah. about like spending lots of money right, um, to right. find perfect things. It's about like, how do you make a wardrobe? I think if I, I mean, that's yeah. how I read it. Part of it is like, how do you make a wardrobe out of things you find and keep it sustainable? And it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. And also like part of like have being like sustainable for me is like also like shopping in your own closet, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. re- really figuring out like, okay, I need this. Okay. But how can you use what's in your closet? You don't have to go down the street. You don't even have to go to a thrift store mm. to like find something that you probably already have or like a look that you can kind of like repurpose. So I know fun fact, like six months ago, Lauren came over oh and my styled God. my closet. I did. It was she so did. <laughs> she pulled out all these items. It was like, here's how you can wear this with this because I can pick good clothes, yeah. I think, but yeah. I'm not great at like mixing and matching. It's well, not... you are now because you look fabulous. Well, right thanks. Now. I mean, you know, black and pink is like a pretty solid combination. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. how do we, how do people follow you? Yeah, yeah. It? So um, I am on, well, I can say like, I'm go to the website now because yeah. I was going to say I'm on Instagram, but you can go to the website thrifttheorem.com. That's T-H-R-I-F-T-H-E-O-R-E-M. So there's, there's only one T between thrift and theorem on the end. Got it. Um, and then also on Instagram, same thing, thrift theorem. And we can put it in the show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's an exciting way to start the year. It is. I'm I'm excited. Um, mostly because it's really weird going from like a concept that's something I didn't even really know mm-hmm. what I was doing a couple of years. I mean, I kind of still don't know what I'm doing, but like going from like a concept and then like seeing it 
grow and come yeah. to fruition and it's like all mine is it's cool so exciting yeah all right yeah. so follow it yeah follow it everybody yeah do it <laughs> so um we're jumping into 2020 today i'm talking about something that i'm sure we all have heard by this at this point um we're talking about cancel culture today um, all things cancel culture. I feel like every other day there's like someone on Twitter or someone in the news mm-hmm. that said something or did something and um, everyone has their reactions to it. But uh, we felt that it was kind of like important for us to just take a step back and talk about like, what is this like culture of cancellation that we've grown, <laughs> you know, over the yeah. past few years? And I think it's something that it's kind of like being on, I think of it like a speeding train. Like we're just on the cancel culture mm-hmm. train. Like we are just doing it and it's happening over and over and over again. And that doesn't mean it shouldn't be. Sure. But it's sure. almost like, can we get off the train for like a second right. and just be like, okay, where, where, where is this train going? What are What's we actually doing? Happening? What's happening yeah. right now? And then kind of reconvene and figure out what train we're trying yeah. to be on. <laughs> yeah. And is anything even getting resolved even? Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I think like for me, and we'll get into this, but that's yeah. like one of the, the big things that I go back and forth on with cancel culture is just, is it getting us anywhere? Yeah. I don't, we'll talk about it. I yeah. think that's what we're going to talk about. So, yeah. so cool. I guess the first thing is like, what do, I guess like how do we personally define cancel culture or like what is our experience with cancel culture? Okay. So... I feel like cancel culture gets used for like everything. Right. So there's like cancel culture for, you know, things and people like Harvey Weinstein and mm-hmm. like sexual abuse and that stuff. And then there's cancel culture for like you've said something or done something mm-hmm. problematic, whether or not it happened yesterday or it happened like six years ago. Right. And now we have like come across this again or for right. the first time. So to me, I'm like cancel culture is kind of applicable to everything yeah um so i almost like don't totally know what it is yeah because it's for I everything mean, but I feel like everybody kind of know what it is. I, <laughs> I agree a hundred percent and i i also think like for me what it translates to me is like there's like layers and levels to cancel yeah canceling someone i mm-hmm. guess so like for me i think of like over the past few years the list of people that were like canceling mm-hmm. i'm doing air quotes has like grown and grown and you see a different story every other day and so for me, I'm like, in the past couple of years, I've just been like, okay, so wait, what is actually, like, what does that mean to, right. to just be like, oh, well, I'm done with that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And how do we discuss it in a way that allows us to, I guess, like, understand what's actually going on, but mm-hmm. also, like, allows us to make our own decisions about what's happening. Right. And, like, if someone gets canceled, does that mean, like, the internet has canceled them? Does right. that mean I have canceled them? Does that mean that, like, their employer has canceled them? There's, like, all of those layers, too, of, like, how can- how canceled are you? <laughs> and, like, for how long have you been canceled? <laughs> and I also don't know. It's, like, who's making those choices? And I know those are, like, not answerable no, questions, yeah, yeah. but it's, like... Trying to kind of weave your way through mm-hmm. it is a little bit confusing. Um, it is. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about it, so I think about it like this, like it's the people like, OK, so when we're canceling, we're canceling like businesses, but like also mostly just like people. Right. So like I think when I think of it like that, it's like people are just like so incredibly nuanced and like our relationships are to different celebrities and artists and just like it, mm-hmm. it's all just so nuanced so it's like it makes sense that like a cancel culture would be crazy 
One of the other things I'm like always like, who is like keeping track right. of all the people <laughs> who are making No, but there are so there are like our articles where there it'll be like everybody who got canceled in 2018, oh everyone God. who got canceled in 2019, and I did go back and look at some of them. And to be honest, we were saying like people get canceled every other day. I was like, I forgot about when we canceled that person. I forgot about when we canceled this other person. Very hard to keep up. But I think that I think for you to be like, we forgot we canceled that person. Like I feel like that says something too of like maybe nothing like is anything really getting resolved you know well i think so there's like the because there's a level of like as an individual wanting to cancel somebody and to me it's like if you get enough individuals together that's when the rest of it like the snowball happens that's when like the internet is like you're canceled that's when maybe like an employer is like you're canceled yeah um so maybe there's an individual for whom like the cancel of x person in 2015 was a big deal and yeah. they're like oh yeah i remember that person got yeah. canceled but maybe i was like oh i forgot that we had canceled that person. oh i see what you're saying you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah, but yeah, it's because all, yeah and also like you know the media and news, everything moves so fast and it's just like we, we do need an excel <laughs> chart like a shared google, google, google doc for everybody <laughs> shared, shared spreadsheet <laughs> okay so you can tell me how you feel about this okay. but i think about Okay, so when somebody says people are canceled, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like layers to it. Mm-hmm. So, and this is just not, this is not fact. This is just my opinion. But I feel like, so it's like the cancellation of being like, I used to, so there's a layer of like, I used to ride for this person or I was really like a big fan or mm-hmm. I was really into this person's work, etc. And now because they've said something or acted in a certain way, I have to like remove them from my life. Right. So that's like one version of cancellation for me. Okay. And then the second version of cancellation is like, okay, well, I guess I'm not like I can still respect the talent or whatever this person has, but I guess I'm just not going to be like seeking out their work or going to their movies and listen to their music or like, you know, supporting whatever initiatives they maybe I I just want like, like for a company, for example, it's like, like, okay, I guess me not, you know, buying this item isn't going to like change anything really. But personally, I just won't seek that out. Right. That's like another layer of cancellation for me. And then there's a third layer of cancellation for me where I'm just like, well, that cancellation really doesn't mean anything for me because that person or thing or business wasn't even a factor in my life anyway. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll just continue to ignore it and mm-hmm. like not have uh, an opinion about it. Okay. So I don't know. Like, that's how I just kind of like break it down of like when people say like, oh, someone so was canceled. I'm like, well, what kind of cancel? Because it's so personal that. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And I think to there's as I was talking about a little bit at the beginning, to me, there's an there's no like scale for this stuff of right. like what's worse and what's bad, you know, what's more okay. But there's like the level of, you know, canceling people who have, you know, abused other people mm-hmm. or use their power in ways that are like incredibly harmful, sometimes like over time and over long periods of time, like we have your Harvey Weinstein people. Um, And I guess we probably should say allegedly with all of these things, allegedly Um, Cosby, like Louis CK, you know, and in this case, it's mostly men Mm -hmm. who are taking advantage of mostly women. But then there was also like Kevin Spacey with other men. So there's that. And to me, there is less nuance in that, right? Like it's not about being like, well, like, is there room for conversation and growth about that situation? Like, maybe there's room for conversation and growth about, like, what's going on in our society around right. it. Like, that's what Me Too is and things like that. 
Um, but there's less nuance, whereas things like um, somebody saying something problematic, as far as we know, like one time, like, is there room for people to grow and is yeah. there room for us to like work better as a society to just like acknowledge that we live in like a problematic society right, and are right, like trying to right. like grow or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I don't I mean, that's kind of like the question is like, are there places where there is more nuance for that? So I would say, yes, like there there are different scenarios where I think, you know, there is a level of nuance that I think is OK. And then I think a lot of it has to do with like your personal beliefs too. like for personally with me, mm-hmm. if a person or a victim comes forward, man, woman, child, whoever says that they were abused and that they were um, uh, mistreated. For me, mm-hmm. that's it. Right. You hashtag know what I mean? believe women. Hashtag believe men. Like you just. Yes. Like that. that that's it. just how I that's just who I am. I am you know, some people may not agree with that and that's fine. But when it's like, for example, like with Kevin Hart. Right. Who, by the way, like I think we talked mm-hmm. about it before. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna watch the little mini series or whatever, but then I'm I, I'm glad I really watched it because it kind of gives you the whole kind of viewpoint of who he is as a person and like what happened. And I think for me with him, I think there is some nuance there because it's mm-hmm. like I try to put myself in people's shoes. And so, for example, when I was like 19, I don't know what what in the world I was believing. I don't know what I was saying. I I wasn't really up on social issues. And I probably said some very problematic stuff when I was Mm -hmm. 19 years old. And I'm pretty sure there are some people who I was friends with at 19 who could easily come up now and be like, oh, I don't know why she's trying to like have a community podcast now Mm -hmm. because when she was 19, she said this, that, and the third. So does that discredit all my whole journey of what I've done between 19 and 32? Right. You know, so I, I kind of look at it in that way. So I think there there is some like nuance. And I think that there is, you know, room for allowing people to make mistakes and grow from them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Like, I feel exactly the same way, which is like, I know that there are things that Absolutely. have happened. Like, there's just no way yeah. that I went through my whole life yeah. and never said something that was problematic before. I think we were lucky in that like we didn't grow up on social media yeah. and all this. And it's not to... Like, to me, there's also another level of, like, willful ignorance mm-hmm. versus just, like, straight up, like, not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, like, with our generation, and it's, you know, I'm not trying to, like, give us an out on this, well, but we also didn't have access anymore. Like, we couldn't just Google things yeah. in that way. We sound yeah. so old. I know, um, right? You know, we had, like, dial-up internet. And again, like, that does not, like, an excuse for anything. But we also, in a lot of ways, like, literally didn't know. Like, we didn't right. understand unless we had access to things. And so I'm like, given all of that, there's no way that I didn't do things that were or say things that were problematic. And I like to think that over again, like you said, like there's probably somebody who would be like, I remember X, Y, Z thing that she did. I remember X, Y, Z thing that she said that had a huge, like maybe had a big impact on them, but that's a negative impact. Right. Um, And so I also would like to think that there is space and, um, a lot of the like for growth and I think that a lot of people who are trying to have a nuanced conversation about cancel culture even on the internet are also saying that or just sort of being like you know cancel culture is a really easy and they're not saying that it's it's not useful at all sure, they're just sure. saying like it is in some ways a really easy way for us to like get on moral high ground yep you know, yeah. and be like, well, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never say it. It's like, I think about it now, I'm like, yeah, like 33 year old me, thir- 34, 34 <laughs> year old me would never do that. But yeah. like 17 year old me, like, I don't Probably. know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. 
So I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that um, to your point, talking about like how, you know, cancel culture can really affect um, just us as a society. There's something that um, my fave uh, Amanda Seals mm. um, on her podcast, Small Doses, she said this on a um, an episode of a few episodes back. She said there's a multi pronged approach to change that we lose when we practice cancel culture so loosely. Mm. And I feel like that just stuck with me so much because it's like, how do we, um, I guess, like acknowledge what's going on, what's happened, why it's wrong, mm-hmm. why some people feel it's wrong, why some people feel it's right. Like, how do we even move to a place where we talk about the ins and outs of what's happened or what someone said or what someone did or what a business did? If we just like don't talk about like if we're just like, oh, nope, not happening. Like, like wh- what happened? Like, how yeah. do we move to the next stage? Right. Because it's such an easy way for yeah. us to also just push it off of the like the plate of like what we're talking about. And then we just don't have to deal with it. Yeah. We're like, OK, well, that's just gone and we're just canceling that and it's yeah. not there. So we don't even have to talk about it. I like remember when the Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. um, scandal or are these all scandals, I don't know, happened and. Um, there will link to the article, but this girl basically, um, if I'm summing this up right, they were on a date and then in the after part of the date, um, she felt very taken advantage of, um, and that it was not mutual. And uh, he says that it was, you know, right. Anyway, so she wrote, um, a piece about it. And I remember I really looked like far and wide to find this op-ed, but I could not find it. Mm -hmm. I read it years ago. And it was this woman who was talking about how, like, because we, I, uh, because we kind of pushed it away and canceled him, mm. which, you know, we'll talk more about like people who come back from canceled yeah. being canceled. Yeah. Um, because it got canceled, it was like almost a missed opportunity um, for her to, she was saying she had a teenage son and that that was actually a really good opportunity to have a conversation with her son about what consent is. Wow. Yeah. Like, how do you talk to, because it's something that your kids are seeing anyway. Of like course. they're seeing it in the news. And she wasn't saying that he shouldn't have accountability. Like she wasn't like saying, oh, we should just not. She was saying like, this needs to be dealt with, but also by us pushing it away, we're losing these opportunities. Mm-hmm. I remember that being the first time where I was like, oh yeah, okay, wait, we're not having these conversations. Like, yeah, we're having like Twitter conversations for exactly. like five seconds about it. And then we're like on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, but in a lot of spaces, we're not really talking about the issues underlying it, which aren't usually about the individual. Exactly. Right. They're about like exactly. our society and how we are functioning and treating different groups of people and talking about people and, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about taking on and tackling, I guess, like issues or differences of difference of opinions and et cetera, like head on. There's something to be said about being like, okay, so it's great that if you feel like you want to like not watch this person, listen to this person's music, buy this person's art, Mm -hmm. whatever, like if you decide to do that, that's fine. But like, can we have an open and honest and real conversation about the different sides of it. Right. Again, with the caveat, there are something like R. Kelly. No, that's a negative for me. Um, <laughs> you know, that there is nothing to discuss there, <laughs> right. you know. Um, but I mean, I mean, technically there is something to discuss, but I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there. But like, I feel like when it's like consent and about like, mm-hmm. when we do get to the, the he said, she said, and like, I felt this way and, and you felt that way. Mm-hmm. Like we have, we have to talk about it and we have to like 
I don't know, be open. Right. About like it. even with the Kevin Hart thing, like yeah. we, you know, talking about like, what does homophobia look like in our yeah. communities? And mm-hmm. like, how does that, how does that affect the way that people are raising their children and the toxic masculinity? Like there's actually so much in mm-hmm. there that's not really about Kevin Hart. Absolutely. Which does, yeah. again, doesn't mean he shouldn't get it. Like I, I mean, in that case, I'm like, I don't. So this is another thing I think about a lot, which is like that who gets to decide who is canceled. Exactly. Which is an unanswerable question but with something like that i feel like if you know i try to listen to the people who are most impacted by the things that are being said right Right. which is like i you know i don't identify as lgbtqia right so like i'm trying to also take i think the kevin hart example is is pretty nuanced i actually don't think it's very like cut and dry in some ways because of a lot a lot of like there's a lot of identities in there but I try to like take the lead and be like, okay, well, if this is really not Mm -hmm. fine and people are not okay with like this person's apology or like what they're doing after and da 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 da, like I try to take a lead from them on what are next steps. Not that there, again, not that there is a nuance or not that that has to be a hundred percent it, but like what is needed to reconcile. Exactly. Like I try to look at communities to be like, what is, like yeah. I don't think I should be the person to decide. Absolutely, what, not like anybody's looking at, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like I'm not being like, well, what do me and my friends think that right. he needs to right. do? You know, it's like who's the most impacted communities by this, and like yeah. what do they think needs to happen for this to be reconciled? And like maybe that's where we go. I mean, I 100 percent agree, and I also feel like, like to your point, I could say I feel a certain way, but that doesn't. But I, because I don't identify as LGBTQ plus, like then yeah, like maybe it wouldn't have affected me in a way that, you know, it would have affected some of my friends, you know? And I also feel like when you say like, what are the next steps? I, I definitely agree with that too. And I think one of the things that stood out to me and kind of like, I won't say I'm like a hundred percent on where I stand with Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I think it's a, I think all of this is just a learning. So I feel like to be like, I'm 100% this or that for mm-hmm. me, it's a, I'm not 100% about anything, Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I think um, what stood out to me was how on his, um, on the show or the series or whatever, how he had, um, I think one of his producers um, mm-hmm. was lesbian and just like really how he, they all went around the room talking like, you have to understand, Kevin, this doesn't just affect you. Let mm-hmm. me tell you from my perspective as a lesbian woman, um, when I go back into my spaces and people know that I work for you, let me right. tell you how this affects yeah. me. Um, and that was how he, powerful. It was really powerful. Yeah. And how he just kind of like, he was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I didn't re- like I, I didn't like I'm trying to get better. I didn't know, you know, and so I feel like actions really are everything um mm-hmm. you know is what he said wrong yes i mean i'm still exploring like how i feel about you know what he said but i think there's something to be said about having that seeing the entire picture of like and again mm-hmm. going back to the example i don't know what i said when i was like 19 years old you yeah. know but it's like i've done i feel like i've done the work from then till now to be able to be a person that firmly believes that i know what to say, what not to say. I feel like my beliefs are, you know, have evolved from that time. Right. And it's like, it also, seeing the whole picture forces us to like humanize people, Mm -hmm. right? To not just make them like somebody that we just get to judge real quick and we're really good at judging oh, right i'm like i mean what i do best. all the time <laughs> so good yeah. um but it makes it, it 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 turns people into like good bad mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't give us space to learn and grow and 
I don't know, to me, I look at it and again, it's that so that there's that piece of like being able to stand on your moral high ground and be like, I would never do that. But then there's like that little fear of like, well, when I do like, is that what's going to happen to me? Yeah. You know, and and so to me, I'm like, well, that's not what I, I would like there to be space, right? Mm-hmm. For us all to learn and grow with good intention, with acknowledging the impact of things that we do that are not okay, right? It's not about just like pretending it didn't happen or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, but then you also have to lend that to other people. You know, yeah. like it has to be this like two way street. Yeah. Um, three way street. I don't know. Whatever. Crossroads for everybody. Round <laughs> <laughs> around in circles. No, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, you know, uh there there's like this kind of like bracket or level for me too of of cancel culture where I feel like because again, because like maybe I'm not affected or never really had a uh, an opinion about the person or business that's being like called out uh-huh. that I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, so for example, like Chris Brown, mm. you know? So like everybody knows Chris Brown, Rihanna drama from like 2007 or something. It was, yeah. you know, where God, it was that long ago. We it was a minute. So yeah, it was okay. a minute ago. Um, yeah. and <laughs> so long ago (laughs) that was like a long time ago and so you know you know all the stuff that happened and then you know over time you know chris has had issues with like drugs and stuff like that and just like weird remember when that stalker like got into his house just yeah he just like found himself in very bizarre situations you know and so i know i actually know personally a lot of people who were like chris brown is canceled you know, he put his hands on Rihanna. That's it. And like, I respect those people's opinions and I respect where they're coming from. But I guess because I've never really had an opinion about, you mm-hmm. know, Chris Brown, it's like, there's really nothing for me to cancel because like, like you weren't like on the Chris Brown pray- yeah. playlist. Like you don't have to like go in and remove him from your life. Yeah. Like he wasn't really there. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, am I just being like passive about it? You know, but then I think like, so here's another piece. Like, Rihanna has like made multiple songs with Chris Brown in the past like 10 mm-hmm. years, like after everything has happened. Like she was on Instagram, like playing his song in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so this, so it's like at what point, you know, I'm not saying people who still like cancel him are wrong. Cause like, I mean, again, I, yeah. whatever. But I'm like, if I'm in a bar or something and they play a Chris Brown song, like I'm not gonna like leave, <laughs> you right. know? Or if it's like, excuse me, miss, yo, excuse me, miss, that song, I'm probably gonna sing along because that's a fantastic song. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like, for me, I'm just like, that there's a level where, I don't know, I'm like, well, I don't, what is there for me to cancel when I don't even really have anything to do with it? I don't right. know. Right. And also, like, it's like, what will the canceling do, right? Like yeah. canceling, I mean, I understand like when it happened, I think a lot of people turned away oh, from course. him, which yeah. like I think is given like how much we allow like violence against women to just like roll like mm-hmm. it's nothing, I think is like societally probably good that we were like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. like no, you know, this is not fine. And, you know, it's not fixing intimate partner violence in America by canceling Chris Brown. Like the actual issue is like violent relationships, right? Exactly. It's not Chris Brown necessarily. I mean, in that situation, their their personal situation, he may have been, but it's like 
I almost feel like if we make the conversation too individual, we're not talking about the actual issue. Well, and that's how it comes you know? with me where I'm like, I don't really care about Chris Brown. Right. I mean, I'm, I wish him the best, but it's like, what is the actual issue here that I need to be right worried about? Right. And like, you know? so you can use like, okay, if all these teenagers and young people know about this situation, it's and I wonder, there are probably places that did this, like um, community organizations that work with young people who used that mm. as a way to have conversation. Like, I'm sure there are people doing that, but somehow a lot of us just like miss those opportunities yeah. to have real conversations. Yeah. Instead, it's like more gossipy and canceling mm-hmm. and like, you're gone. I don't want to listen to your song. And again, like, so I was reading a little bit and there was this great um, quote that said, canceling is a way to acknowledge that you don't have the power to change structural inequality um, and change public sentiment, but as an individual, you can still have power. Mm. And I think there's like that plays into it a lot because it is a way for people to feel. And again, like they're not wrong because you there is power in making that choice for yourself, yeah. and in you know a lot of people getting together and making that choice and yeah. affecting the outcome. Um, but it doesn't change whatever it is, whether it's the inequality or the violence or the this or the that. It doesn't necessarily change that, but it in some ways maybe helps us feel like we are contributing to making something better. Although I guess our argument is like, are we really making anything better yeah. by doing it? I don't know. I, But again, to your point that you said early on, it's like, but what's the next step? Right. So when, so, and I think a, a good takeaway from this is like, for me even, because, you know, as we sit here and talk like this is like really good for me too, of like, it's not whether a person is right or wrong for saying that they're canceling someone. It's what happens Mm -hmm. when like what, aside from saying that person's canceled, that business is canceled. What, what's the next step to draw awareness to the reason. And we're like not good at that as a society. Like we are not good at like reconciling. We're not good at um, taking accountability, like for real accountability Mm -hmm. for the things that we do and like harms that we feel like it's just, it's not, built into like our you know the like american <laughs> sound like such a like social like yeah. the american like <laughs> capitalist mm-hmm. individual like I-, I beat you out like i'm gonna get to the top like mm-hmm. that's not made for like reconciliation and like honest relationships and being like genuine with each other mm-hmm. so almost like it's it's really not surprising in some ways that we're terrible at that next step um at least at large, like there are probably communities and spaces that are really good at it, Absolutely, right? Who have been yeah. doing it for an incredibly long period of time. But um, Twitter, I don't think is very oh good God. at it. So, no, I mean, and that's where a lot of this is happening. Not to hate on Twitter. I don't even really use Twitter, to be honest. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's like what that next step is yeah. like is maybe where we are going, right? It's like all the stuff we need to learn to actually be able to use the the stuff that's really hard to like have effective conversations that will actually move us forward yeah some of these things yeah i it's it's like super important and i think of you know obviously um a hot name when we talk about cancel culture is like kanye right right so i feel like a lot of times when i'm talking to people a lot of times like i'm just like talking about kanye all the time, but <laughs> times where i have been talking to people about like why i am not necessarily on the Kanye train. Um, they're like, oh yeah, because all the MAGA stuff, right? And I was like, actually, that really doesn't even have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. My beef was like the whole Dante's house situation. Oh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. like where... Nonprofit um, drama. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that that was like my um, 
I guess that was like my view of how I was coming to the situation and where I started mm-hmm. to be like, I don't know. That's pretty kind of crazy. Um, and then everything else just started like kind of flowing in, like when all the other stuff happened about like slavery was a choice and the MAGA stuff that to me wasn't even like that to me was just like a marketing ploy. So I was just like, he's just being crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, which for me was problematic, you know, like using outrage and uproar and no, talking about these things that you know is going to make people upset mm-hmm. to like sell your product. And mm-hmm. like that was my issue too. Not necessarily that he's like a Trump guy. I think a right. lot of people like got caught up in that he's a Trump guy now and that's why people are mad. And for me, I was just like, no, he just looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, he's obviously like selling something. Right. You know, and I, I mean, so this is one of those situations where I 100% and you, I would like to know if you think this yeah. is wrong. Where I'm yeah. like, I don't get to decide. Like, I don't think that I get to have an opinion on whether or not we're canceling Kanye. And it's not to be like, oh, I don't want to mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just like, I, I, the things that are happening that he's doing, first of all, there's mental illness in there, Obviously. right? So I'm yeah. just like, it is, I, I find that to be a nuance exactly. of it. And I'm like, I don't think that I, as a white person, get to decide if how he feels about slavery or supports Trump <laughs> is right and okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't, I just like, yeah. I don't know his experience. I have a very different experience in America. Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't get to decide that, yeah. right? Like, I'm going to just kind of like see let, <laughs> see let his community decide what what we're gonna do with kanye yeah. and like yeah. leave like leave it there yeah. for now you know yeah i don't know if that's like because in some ways i'm like well am i just like not you know am i trying to be like hands off and not having to have an opinion i'm like no right. I, I there are things i definitely disagree with him on but i i don't think i should have any decision making like like telling like people being like yeah oh yeah we're canceling kanye oh yeah kanye is kind of like I, you know it's just <laughs> It's unnecessary. right. Nobody no, needs that. I agree. Me. I agree. And the whole mental illness piece is definitely a nuance. Huge. And then, like, I think the sun, the Sunday service hit me in a different way because I. So I'm not really. We talked about this before. I'm not religious, right? But I was very much raised with um, uh, Southern Baptist. I was very mm-hmm. much raised Southern Baptist, and I just know how much that kind of religion plays such a big role in people's lives. And I still listen to gospel music to this day because of the way it makes me Mm -hmm. feel. Mm -hmm. So I think there's some kind of, and I can't even explain it. I can't even, I honestly cannot even explain all the way, but there's just something that just, as my grandma would say, it just doesn't say right in my spirit about Mm -hmm. it. You know, Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, so we have like this whole long list of things Mm -hmm. at this point where I'm like, I don't even know if I've, I don't know. I'm just like not into. I don't know. Yeah. So like so to to wrap it up. I mean, I just think there's just so many different ways to look at when we say oh we're canceling somebody. Yeah. You know. And I I I feel like this is I think worth adding in on this part of the conversation, which is that like there are so many famous white guys who say problematic shit all mm-hmm. the time like are lit- like and it's not necessarily the same person over and over but all the time but the ones that everybody gets like caught up on are like Kanye mm-hmm. and Kevin Hart mm-hmm. you know it's like all mostly black men mm-hmm. right and those are the ones that kind of get, I'm not I'm not saying that there's nothing right, that happens right, but right, like right, right. you know we have people like in our government you know and I even make it political who are just like saying like the worst shit mm-hmm. all the time right mm-hmm. and like they don't they they don't get canceled yeah you know, and th- there's a lot in there that like we don't even have time to get <laughs> right, into. Right. But meaning like it's also really interesting. And we when we were like prepping, we talked about this, like who gets canceled and who gets to come back from being canceled yeah. and how like Louis C.K. has been like slowly trying to come back from being canceled. Like this is politics, but like Al Frank and the senator, mm-hmm. like he's trying to make a comeback from being canceled, you know, and like 
there I think that like there's just all these other dynamics too and like who gets to tr- even try to make a comeback and who we yeah. quote unquote allow to right yeah. and like what standards people are held to so yeah yeah I don't know I just think it's what that's worth mentioning yeah and and again I mean I for me I think when it comes to cancel culture or just canceling someone at the beginning like just as, in a as a whole um I think it's important to realize that people are coming from just like different points of views. Perception is reality. Um, But also just conversations about it are important. So like if you are talking to someone and they're like, oh, X, Y, Z is canceled. I think going from. Oh, they're canceled. What are you talking about to? Oh, well, well, what's the issue? Like, like, you know, what's like your issue with it? Or like, can we talk about how you feel about the underlying issue? I don't know. I think it's worth it. I think it's yeah. worth just getting past the person yeah. and really talking about the issue, I think. Yeah, I think that like any time where it feels like it's safe and like appropriate, yeah. you do it, right? Yeah. Like it's that's how you also learn about like different nuances you didn't thought think about or why somebody who's coming from like a different viewpoint as you did. I think if we could just ask more questions mm-hmm. instead and like have less outer opinions, which, you know, is... It's a task. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to your point when you said the space, I think we just have to allow the space Mm -hmm. to have these conversations. Yeah. Um, And like, okay, so the other part of that is like, we have to have that space so that when we fuck up, people will have them with us too. Cause like, like we were saying, oh, probably not the same team, but like probably like two weeks ago. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, cause there are sometimes things that you you don't know the impact Mm -hmm. on people. Um, And you, and, I have found that like the most growth I've been able to do has been when I've had these like more genuine relationships with people where they've been able to like what we say, like call in. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of like calling me out, which calling out is, I think, appropriate. And so I get that. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. But when you're like have real relationships with people where they can be like, listen, the thing that you had said or um you know, just pointing out a different way to think about it. That's when I've made the most growth. So I would hope that it's like making space for others and for ourselves. It's like space for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like in real relationship with yeah. each other, not necessarily that you need to do that for like, you know, the random person on the subway platform. Right. That's like, <laughs> who's like preaching or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. So like what, I guess we just talked about our main takeaways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just to know your own boundaries and limits, know, you know, what conversations that may, you know, you may be able to have with folks and you may not be able to have with folks and, you know, know that like for me, for example, like if somebody wants to talk to me about why we shouldn't like, like dog out R. Kelly, I'd be like, I can't have that conversation with you. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, versus someone else. I may be like, OK, well, let's talk about it. I also think that piece of like, what's the underlying mm-hmm. issue that isn't necessarily about the individual? Like, that's also a good place to um to have a conversation if you if that feels appropriate but in the situation or the relationship yeah so i mean cancel conversation can we can go on and on and on but i think one of the biggest things to take away um from my perspective is just that if we do want to talk about like bridging the gaps and building our communities to be stronger and you know really understanding others better uh to be able to to kind of tear down those silos like it's going to take us making space to have conversations absolutely and i think you know while there are some 
great things about cancel culture and like being able to say, mm-hmm. hey, you did this is wrong. Like we need to talk about this. It can't just stop there. Right. It has to like. Right. You can't continue. build a community if every time some someone messes up, they're out of the community right, or out right. of it um, because you won't have anyone left because right. everyone will at some point mess up. Where you feel like there could be space because it's still like a very personal decision um, where you feel like there could be space to talk about it and, and to to really think about and take a step back. Um, I think it's worth it. I do, too. That's the, yeah. how the that's that's how I've seen community work the best. Yeah. Um, and had the most genuine relationships with people. So. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. So um, that wraps up our first episode of 2020. Um, let us know how you um, felt about today's topic. Yeah, it was a little yeah. more conversational, yeah. um, which was our goal. And so we're curious if you liked it more, if you would rather us go back to a little bit more of the way we were doing it. Um, any feedback and any topics that you want to yeah. hear about. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you for reminding me. So one of the things that um, we're going to be doing like now, I guess, is we're going to be doing polls on Instagram stories now just to really understand um, what you guys are into. And also just to get your feedback on some of the um, the uh, episodes that we have and topics. So please take the poll and, um, you know. I don't know. Engage with us because I see when people see it. Yeah, we can see. You I looking. can see when you look, but so you don't engage. Click one of the things. <laughs> um, no, we're super excited to be back this year, and we got lots of good stuff coming for you. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're good. Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. All right, find us on Instagram or um, in our Gmail at community dot pod. That's C O M M U N I T E A. Oops, that's okay. We had a practice. <laughs> C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-E-A dot pod. At Gmail or on Instagram. Bye. Bye, guys.